0: always buys American well except for beer and cigars Joe Suchere. welcome back everyone to garage logic this is Don Shelby who wait a minute what's Don Shelby Don Shelby wait a minute hey. that just doesn't even. Makes sense. <laughs>
1: no, it took you this long to fill in for crying out loud <laughs> 25 years. We <Would> do appreciate <laughs> you being here though.
0: Well, it's my pleasure to be here because um, I've said it before in the last hour that I have such great respect for Joe and for you and for what Garage Logic has been in this market and uh, the way it's been picked up all across the country. Uh, it uh, provides uh, incredible information, wonderful humor, and has so many tens and hundreds of thousands of, uh, loyal, loyal listeners who depend on garage logic to represent their feelings and their beliefs and, and their views of what the world is and should be. And I give you credit for that.
1: You know, uh, and we'll take the compliment. Thank you. I probably didn't have much to do with it, but you're right though. When earlier last hour, you talked about, um, the far left, the far right, uh, the fighting—how everybody, if you have an opinion, and whether sometimes not even if it's not political, um, people react so harshly, not violently, but harshly to that. If you don't agree with them, people are very offended. Now, in the history of Garage Logic, Joe's had a lot of you know euphorians, as he's called, uh, had them on the air, and he's never said. Uh, you're an idiot, or cut them off because of their point. He's always said, if you disagree, come to the front of the class and let's talk about it because yes. I believe in my point. You obviously believe in yours. So let's hash it out, out sitting at the picnic table in the garage.
0: The and, wonderful thing about that, Rook, is that, um, well, let me back up a minute and tell you what that why I believe the point is wonderful. Okay. In raising three daughters, yeah. uh, very close in age, they were in constant battle with each other, arguing for some form of supremacy in their uh, tiny, tiny hood. (laughs) And I would come home and they would just be arguing and, and, and yelling. And I would have to go up two or three times uh, before dinner and say, you know, you please stop this. And then I, then I said something which today I, I absolutely am convinced is the only smart thing I ever said originally. In my life that I didn't pull from the page of someone else's experience. What was that? I said to them, girls, it doesn't matter who's right. It matters what's right. Hmm. Wow. So have a discussion about what's right. And it doesn't matter who wins because when you all together discover what's right and agree on it, then you're all winners.
1: That's pretty that's pretty darn good. Did you write that down somewhere? Uh, no, because you, get, you it got just that just on a Hallmark card. St- it, it just stuck, stuck in my
0: head. It doesn't matter who's right, it matters what's right. And so that's where the informed opinion comes into play, and that's what Jefferson always believed was the basis of liberty, was that we would have an informed opinion. That's why he had free expression. He and Madison had free expression put into the Bill of Rights of the the Constitution. And the right to hold and express an opinion without fear or favor or going to jail or uh, being seditious if you criticize the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although Adams at one point decided maybe that was not a good idea. Maybe we should put people in jail for criticizing the government. And uh, I I just, I so believe in uh, freedom of expression. But let me also make this point clear. And it is the opinion has become ascendant. Rook, think about this. The opinion, not the fact, the opinion Mm. has become ascendant. Everyone's opinion somehow has morphed into this idea that the opinion is, uh, must be respected. When the Constitution says you must respect the expression of that opinion, but not the opinion itself. You don't have to. And it's like saying, it was written in uh, the death uh, I'm going to try to remember the exact title of this, but The Death of Expertise. It is like saying, my opinion is equal to your facts.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And so that's, that's the uninformed opinion. So I have given lots of speeches uh, over the past uh, seven years that I've been retired. And one of the things that I've said in those speeches is that uh, the thing that I have learned in journalism is that there is one thing that I have no respect for um, in, the, uh, in the discourse that is going on. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your opinion is. In fact, I don't care what my opinion is. However, the thing that I respect the most is the informed opinion. I'll respect your informed opinion, even if it's different from mine. I'll respect it if it's informed. Mm-hmm. If you bring me facts, if you bring me observable, objective truth, no matter, and if it and if it just completely destroys what I have as an opinion, I owe you a debt of gratitude. You have put me on a better path. You have corrected me. But you're not just, don't just shout your opinion right. at me right. without <laughs> facts. Because that's the journalism, I guess, uh, background. Right. That I need to hear the fact, the observable, factual, objective truth. I need to see that. And that's an art that's long uh, out the
1: door. That's we get, There's a select few that still hold that, and
0: that's what the problem is. Do you know what is missing from journalism? And I think I, I absolutely know Joe would agree with this. What is missing from journalism at the national level, at the local, wherever you find journalists, even small town newspapers, is the uh, the what I want to say, the knowledge armed reporter. We so often, even at the national level, put people on the air, pundits, not the reporters themselves, mm-hmm. but pundits, the people who appear on boxes right. on screens right. and what's your opinion, what's your opinion, what's your take, what's your take? the so-called experts that no one challenges them on the facts to say that's patently false because you're trying to get everything into a
1: a two minute window and there's no right you don't have time to
0: to, because then it becomes a different show then it just becomes now i'm going to challenge your fact that one fact you just uh, pulled out of your butt Mm -hmm. i'm going to challenge that fact because i'm going to show you that fact is untrue so it's unreliable and, as a responsible journalist, I can't pass that along unchallenged to the people. I have to tell them what the truth is, right. not what your opinion is. They can't walk away saying, "This man's opinion matches mine, and even though it has uh, no factual basis, I like it. I like what I hear. I like what that person is saying on the left or the right i I uh, am here to tell you that I 'm an equal opportunity offender, when it comes to being angry at the, the polarization on either side, that they will say, this is what I believe. Okay, I'm glad you believe that. But when it comes to facts, you don't have to believe anything. If I ask you, in the abstract, two plus two is what? Four. Okay. Um, okay is that a belief? Question. Is that a belief? Or do you know that? Yeah, you put two apples and you put two apples and you look at it and there's four apples. Now, it's been argued that in Congress, if two plus two, if someone for some reason decided that two plus two ought to be six, an economist came in or somebody from the government accounting office, that it would be really helpful for the economy if, if we could change two plus two to six. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, was submitted as a resolution before Congress that six ought to be the number. And then it's fought back and forth, and and they vote on it. It goes to the conference committee. Uh, One says no, it's four. One says it's six. It goes in the conference committee, and they compromise. And they come up with a law that says, okay, look, this is the best we could do. Two plus two is five. It is still objectively false. It is not true. And that's where we find ourselves today in public discourse. Hmm. That if we reach an agreement, it's that agreement, if it is not factually based, is going to be a compromise which is in itself not factual.
1: Well, so what do we settle on? Two plus two is four? Yeah, we don't have to settle on that because,
0: <laughs> because it is objectively visible. Now, yes. I would say two plus two. Do you have apples in there? Because I didn't have lunch. I, okay. I didn't, but I did bring you peaches and cherries. You, oh, my God. We'll talk about that later. Okay. That is fabulous. All right. Do you uh, want to take a break right now? And I got uh, I think we've got somebody on the line. Jimmy, uh, uh, one of the all-time uh, great uh, listeners to Raj Logic, mm-hmm. um, is going to make uh, an appearance. We want Got him on the line. We want to talk to him a little bit later, Rook. So let's take a break right now. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Shelby sitting in for Joe Suchere today. And doing so with honor, I hope that I am uh, maintaining the uh, seat of power, the mayor of Garage Logic. I think you're doing
1: okay, sir. I hope so. I think you're doing I hope okay. So,
0: uh, talking some uh, serious stuff, some fun stuff. Uh,
1: I should mention too, uh, if I if I'm I'm just going to interrupt you anyway. So why apologize, right? Yeah, don't apologize. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I t- joked about not having you in so far. We did try to have you in several times, but the schedule just never. Right. Because right. we always thought you'd be a good fun fit for Garage Logic, and when I would call you, it would just be it wouldn't be the right time and 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 so forth. So I do appreciate you finally getting in the last week, putting yes. some schedule in your busy
0: time. Here. Yeah, you know what I would have liked to have done uh, after I had retired, I would have liked to have come in studio and been a part of the crew for a while. Oh, um, that's that's always fun.
2: I can't blame you. We're pretty awesome.
0: You are. <laughs> Chris,
1: you, and humble. You know, Levers <laughs> <laughs> is the humble part of the uh, broadcast, so uh, it's
0: uh, just the way it is. You know, we ought to take a call. I, uh, Jimmy dropped off, but we've got uh, Carl. And uh, it's been a long time since I've talked to you, Carl. And, uh, and the reason I'm surprised is I hope you are not offended by this, but I, I had read that you had died. Oh.
3: Yeah. I heard that, too. Uh, but I'm still going. I got a couple people keep sending me the clippings of my my dad. Oh, I'm dead. I heard but, that too. <laughs> you you read it uh, in the new did you read it in the newspaper, Carl? Yeah, see that's why I'm calling too. I feel so bad you're dying, Joe. I mean I didn't know you were sick they pulling you This is dying no, to is, is die. <laughs> and I feel real bad about it. I,
1: I, you're you're I think you're mistaken.
0: Yeah, no, I was talking about your death, not mine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, but well, neither of us here here let me just uh, start over again. Okay. Um Carl Carl's, Carl's two, yes. One. You've learned. <laughs> Carl, listen. Uh Carl's alive, everyone. Yep. And so am I. And so how you been, Carl? Do you know
3: your Carl Catholic lost in the woods? What? What what do you I've got my finger on the dump button. Yeah. Okay. Roman. Roman.
0: <laughs> Roman. He's Roman through the woods. Is that his name? He's just Roman through the woods.
3: Oh, he's a Catholic. Well, he's a Roman Catholic.
0: Know? All right.
3: Yeah. I went I went and saw the priest uh a couple of weeks ago and I told him I said I'm I'm over eighty years old, I've been married for over fifty years, I've got five children and fifteen grandchildren. But few weeks ago, I picked up a couple college girls. They were hitchhiking and I went to a motel and I had sex with both of them twice. And uh, The priest said to me, he says, well, are you sorry for your sins? And I said, what sins? He says, well, you know, a good Catholic knows that's a sin. And he said, I'm not a Catholic, I'm Presbyterian. He says, well, what are you doing in this confessional telling me? I said, look, I'm 85. I'm telling everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty darn good. Listen,
0: pretty darn
1: good.
3: but uh, <laughs> is your is your wife still living? No, oh, she's been dead a long time. Sousseret always used to dump the salt in the wound on that one, bring her up all the time, and make me feel bad. And my wife is dead. No, oh, I'm not going to hey. do that, Carl. I yeah, and then lie. I would turn around and just make him feel bad by saying, "Hell no! It's been a wonderful thirty years since <laughs> he's been dead."
0: <laughs> well, uh, life is good. So I, I don't. I would never do that. But I, what I, I'm interested in what Joe would say to you to make you feel that way.
3: Well, you're a, you're a professional, though. That's the no <laughs> whole deal. You're you're no low life. No, you're not. You're
1: You've been listening to Garage Logic for a long time because I know you've called in. You usually you tell a joke when you call in, so I think Joe's been nothing but uh, but patient with you, uh, Carl. And I yeah. I don't really. You
3: know, rec- I get such as audio a long time ago, about the first time I ever called. I was trying to sell that boat down at my property down in uh, Rosemont, border at Evergrove Heights, and. Uh, I just learned that he was finally come down there to check it out and see if I was legitimate and it was true.
1: Did he remember that? Yeah, I remember you calling about the boat, but I don't think he's he's no longer in the boat business. He's looking. He's up back then. He was looking for the thrill of the hunt. He wanted to find that that uh, barn uh, car or that barn boat. I guess in this case, a Chris Craft, a Chris Craft, yeah, an old just like on Golden Pond. But so many people called him and they would tell him it's just like on Golden Pond and then it's an aluminum fishing duck boat or something like that. It was not nothing like on Golden. That's probably why he put you off so many years.
3: Yeah, well, I put him off too. But anyhow, it's wonderful to hear the velvet voice of Don Shelby. Well, thank you very much.
0: Carl, could could I I ask you a question? Did you... uh, did they bring uh, to the home? Did they bring a bus and get uh, everyone out to vote uh, yesterday?
3: No, oh, they were wonderful. They had a bunch of folks doing it for about, I'd say, 10 days. Um, you could go when you were shopping. You could They'd bring you down and do it. And you could early vote about, I don't know how long ago, but it was really well done, I thought. But you don't
1: mean they were doing it every day. They weren't, the short bus wasn't bringing you, Every day to early vote.
3: Oh well those that wanted to go Perfect. pretty much every day could go, but not I didn't I don't play those kind of Chicago politics and vote twice, you know, and three times, so no the ones but that forgot that they voted. Yeah. I love those those are the best ones to bring voting.
0: Are you Carl are are you a Republican or a Democrat? Sure. Of course I am. Both of them.
3: A little bit of both <laughs>
0: In your age, well, you've learned to be independent.
3: No, listen. When you want somebody to to lose, you become them in the primary and pick the best loser, <laughs> so that your party can can beat them. And you know that's true. <laughs> so that's that's what I do all the time. So you only bet on exactly. winners. You bet on winners. In the oh well, no, I like Trump. I like a little life once in a while. Oh, like okay. All right. All right, Carl, in your politics, we uh,
1: look at the <laughs> time. We've <laughs> got to take our second break here. That's
3: you know, one thing, though, the only thing that you never want to hear is General Kelly wants to see you. That's for sure. Oh, yes. You're working for now?
0: Yeah, ask Omarosa that right, question. Right. Well, Carl, thank you so much. And, I, and I'm, I'm so glad that you, the early reports of your uh, demise were vastly right. exaggerated. and uh, Yeah, me I, too. I hope I hope you're with us uh, forever. If I ever have another radio show or a podcast, I, I hope you will call me and I hope you'll continue to uh, call into Joe's podcast for Garage Logic.
3: Oh, and I love that velvet voice,
1: John Shelby. Wonderful. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> Toodaloo uh the last time carl i'm going to share this with you the last time carl uh, checked in with joe uh he hit a pretty good home run and Did he? I, i'm going to replay this for you okay
3: uh, carl go ahead please yeah they went into the nursing home uh in the al's room at the nursing home and who, who went into, in what now i'm sorry who went into a nursing home well the nurse okay went uh, in to check on al at the nursing home and he was taking the shoe polish and putting it all over his swimsuit area. And uh, the nurse said, No, Al, you heard it wrong. They said, Turn the clocks back. <laughs> we laughed. was daylight savings. <laughs> it was daylight savings yeah. time. So, no,
1: Al, turn your clocks back is <laughs> what.
2: Yeah, but well, Al, you- Al is hard of hearing.
1: Poor Al. <laughs> Who's you know Who's happen, gone in the
0: nursing home the, nurses. the nurse yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> and the he's nurse.
1: very i don't know what his age is i know he's very 80. old but he's 80, 80. he yeah. just he sounds like an 80 year old because he's just he's right to the point there where he just he's
0: he, got a message to he, get a message out. and yep. boom
1: yeah. he fires it right off you
0: know you reach I, I suppose it's true but i find it to be true uh with people uh in that older generation one generation uh removed from me uh in the elder population, they don't have a they they know that the glass is running out. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of time to mess around. Right, they want to get to the point.
1: Right, there's no filter. There's no filter that's going to slow them down. That's right. It's just
0: and they don't care if you like them or not. I don't not.
1: like your shoes or whatever
0: it is. Oh my gosh, we'll be back right after this.
1: Thank you. And we're waiting in the wings, Don, is Mr. Bruce Vale with the Your Money Now report. And that comes to us courtesy of Owatonna's own federated insurance. Good afternoon, Bruce. Hey, you
4: remember Floyd the barber from Andy Griffith?
1: Carl sounds like Floyd's grandfather. He does sound like that. Maybe they're related. He sounds like he could be Floyd's dad
4: or his grandpa. Yes. Yes. Uh, Down day in the market today. We have renewed trade tensions with everything going on in Turkey and trade tensions with China, sending stocks lower today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down 184 points. It was down well over 200 a short while ago. The NASDAQ Composite is down 105 points, and the S&P 500 is down 25. Retail sales rose much more than expected in July for a strong start to the third quarter. The Commerce Department said sales at stores, websites, and restaurants rose a half percent from June's level. Economists were expecting an increase of just a tenth of a percent. Consumer spending is a key driver of the economy, representing about two-thirds of economic output. The Agriculture Department is buying up to 13 million gallons of milk from dairy farmers for 50 million bucks and planning to send it to local food banks. It's the first time the USDA program that buys surplus products has purchased liquid milk. Dairy farmers have been hurt by trade issues related to NAFTA and declining demand for milk from cows. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, uh, no word on that chocolate milk, right? Well oh, that's uh, you know that's that's good. We everybody drinks a chocolate. All right, get out. Of here. I'll talk some, to you in you 1 hour during sports
1: House. talk. I know it is. Goodbye. 1500 ESPN has got you covered for the Minnesota State Fair, the Great Minnesota Get Together. Stop on by the 1500 ESPN. Say we got some really neat shirts and garb for you to wear this year and as you well know, this might be a really good time to buy. So stop by and see all our live shows throughout the Minnesota State Fair. Check
0: And
1: logic eight. Welcome back, everyone.
0: My name is Don Shelby, and it's nice to be sitting in the mayor's chair, even for a short period of time, as he takes some time off and contemplates this uh, very interesting and I think a very bright future for Garage Logic and for. Fifteen hundred, ESPN. Twins it's been studies.
2: it's been pretty nice too, Don. We we've, we've been hearing from a lot of listeners that are really you know dedicated, and some are v- very bummed out, but others are offering up potential future jobs for the mayor um, and rookie, which <laughs> has been nice. Give some ideas. Yeah. Well, what are some? I'm open. Those, well, I'm open. What are some of those ideas? Well, cause... a lot of them are people that maybe not be sad that this is. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got an idea what you can do. Right. Here's what you can do. <laughs> but With this your... will be this. We were talking about this off the air. The state fair will be an absolute oh, blast this year. Will. Yeah. Not that it isn't every other year, but uh yeah, yeah
0: you it's don't gonna have a to good put time. it together. It'll you, be a little raucous. Right. you know what oh, you ought to do? Uh I would if I were you, yeah. I would have uh 1500 and all of KSCP television uh promote the a gathering there at the booth to turn out a gigantic crowd every show. That'd every cool. show. To like kind of pass the hat. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, I would agree with you. That's that's the I, only reason. Okay, good. that's the only
1: reason. That's a that's very smart, Mister. Yeah, Schultz. because it's not very far. It's right by the Grand <laughs> Sam. Yeah. It's not
0: very far from the WCCO. Uh, yeah, a television So not radio, television, Right, right. TV. But uh, there are seven hundred, eight hundred to a thousand people who watch those newscasts. Well, you're on just before the newscast. So, I think that you could say all of those people come over here. And watch Joe and Patrick and you do the show. Right, Walk right
1: past Common because
0: nobody's listening to that show. (laughs) No. Right. No. (laughs) Did you enjoy doing the fair, Don? Did you like doing the fair? I was the only one of the staff that I worked with over the years who looked forward to the fair every year i still do too yeah i do too i I, I love doing the fair it's fun the the reason i like doing it is that uh for 55 years i looked into a television camera and um, had to imagine an audience had to imagine what they looked like had to imagine what uh whether they were smiling at something i said or whether they were frowning or whether they're reaching to turn it off and uh, being able to be in front of a live audience uh it rejuvenated every year my sense That there were people who actually counted on us to provide them information and were interested. Right. Not just in seeing somebody who was a quote-unquote a celebrity. And the only reason we're celebrities is because we're on television. Right. Uh, Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't know our names. We would just be reporters. But uh, it was really important to me to be able to see the faces of them. And then that would carry me for the rest of the year. I could be able to imagine their faces. Right and who I was talking to. Yeah, feedback. Yeah, it was really important. Johnny Heights got some uh, information. I'm just looking here. It's the bottom of the six. We got an out. Uh, we got Santana pitching. I think that's the fourth pitcher uh, for fourth them pitcher? and fourth pitcher for us. And, hey, you uh, are keeping score in there. Yeah. Well, the so, Twins have just
5: taken the lead. Yeah, though, so yeah. That's, and that's, that's great. Uh, Logan Forsythe with a two-run single. He now has three RBIs. Uh, twins are up five to four. He's been red inning. hot since we got him from yeah, the Dodgers. Been playing very well since they got him. So it's just five, in four time twins. for us to be fifteen games under five hundred. <laughs> it's five to four. Twins <laughs> in the sixth inning. One uh, injury that could affect the uh, race for the American League playoffs: the Seattle Mariners put pitcher James Paxton on the ten-day disabled list. Ooh. He has a left forearm contusion. He was hit by a line drive in the game against Oakland, taken out in the first inning. Uh, his place in the rotation will be taken now by. Felix Hernandez, who was just put in the bullpen by Seattle, but uh, he'll be back in the starting rotation. Uh, Seattle just behind Oakland and Houston in the American League West. I am all in on the Oakland A's oh, and their playoff run. This would be so, fun. Would be so, so
2: great. Fun, yeah. One of the lowest payrolls in all of baseball. And there's a chance they could catch the Yankees and host yeah. the wild card game.
5: Why, as of today, they're only one game back of Houston oh, for the division. For the division. Eight, yeah, good so, point. Yeah. Uh, News notes from today. Follow-up now more on that crash that closed I-94 for a time today. Truck driver lost control, crossed into oncoming traffic on I-94, causing a crash that involved six vehicles and left one person dead and three others injured. Uh, They did hold a press conference in the last hour, and according to the Minnesota State Patrol, 53-year-old John Robert Houdeschel was driving a 2016 Freightliner M2 when he crossed the median, vaulted over a cable barrier, and hit two other vehicles, a Chevrolet Silverado and a Kia Optima. The State Patrol's incident report said three other vehicles also involved in the crash. The driver of the Silverado, a 40-year-old man from Monticello, was killed in the crash. His name has not yet been released, pending notification of relatives. The driver of the Optima, 40-year-old Darren Grebinowski, received non-life-threatening injuries, and his passenger, Robin Grebinowski, did receive life-threatening injuries. Hodeshell, the driver of the truck, transported to North Memorial with non-life-threatening injuries at that press conference, Lieutenant Tiffany Nielsen said shell gave an what she called unusual statement after the crash, but he was alert before and after the incident. She wouldn't uh, say anything more about what that statement may have been. The authorities are investigating what caused him to veer out of control. Is this so we can draw our
2: own conclusions? Is that
5: why we're saying that, Johnny? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more. Because you said it's a freight
2: liner. That means that's a, bo- that's a, box, a truck, box truck, not a semi-truck. It's very good. Wow. <laughs> Don, see that, Don? Missed I pay that. attention. That was good. When there's I a newsman that. here, I'm paying attention. That a was good. Well, because a freightliner. You're adding,
0: you're adding a fact. Thank you. Know, it, was, it, was exactly. not, it was just a fact, not an evidence, because it was not essential for this story. I only know
2: this, Rook, because having you know, been around semi-drivers my entire life, I That's... actually do know that. Rook. Okay, so <laughs> tell me, what is the difference It's here? a box truck, so it's a smaller, it's not a semi, it's a smaller, like uh, like, BJ well, like a delivery style truck. A, a box in the back, oh, Rook, like a, yeah. you know. okay, okay I It's all on one. Oh okay, yeah. okay. Thank you. Thank uh,
1: you for helping out this city. And I wish I wish
2: the entire audience could have seen the look of shock in John's face, going, Oh my God, he knew that. Yeah. Right. Well,
1: I only knew it because I read
5: it in several versions of the story.
1: So uh, That's se- kinda like um, years ago when Joe described early on in my career a steak truck that was driving around the city. And I and my he saw my concern and he asked what my Thought of a of a uh, my mental cartoon bubble of a steak truck was and I thought it was a meat salesman <laughs> guy selling steaks yes. yeah like, right that was what he had in the back <laughs> steaks he said, for no, sale. dummy it's a, like a, a steak like a picket fence type thing and, and he's never let me forget
5: this. Uh, also Rook <laughs> as I recall we had a milk truck rollover oh yeah this was a good one Don. and, and uh, Rook was curious uh, what were you curious if it was carrying chocolate milk no no no, no. he wondered what style oh, of milk it yeah. was if it was, it was, if it was whole two percent and that's straight out of the cow. We, you know. we pointed out it uh, was just milk out of the cow, and they, they would take care of that other stuff Here later. Here comes the chocolate milk truck.
1: No, it, it was it, my, my concern was, was it whole milk? That's right. That's
5: there, right. There. <laughs> News notes from today. A milk tanker overturned on I-94 eastbound this morning around 1115, spilling milk across the roadway, eastbound lanes of I-94. The Lowry Tunnel currently closed. So you could say that it... Soured traffic.
1: You, no, no. Why yeah. you get Do we know what kind of milk? You know
4: what it did? It curdled traffic.
1: Oh, huh. it yes. did.
4: Yeah. West West would it make a difference closed. if it was
1: whole milk versus skim R- for real? Um. Wasn't
2: joking. No, I'm it serious. No, it doesn't. Um, it's not shipped. Any other way? It's made, it's then changed. That's to a, out of the it's, cow. It's, it's always the same. The what do you truck. think?
4: They got certain cows that no, give whole no, milk and no. skinnier cows that give skim <laughs> milk. <laughs> wait, wait a minute.
3: Let me get to the bar. I got to get
0: some two
1: percent.
4: Here
0: comes the chocolate cow. Yeah,
1: no, you think they got no, cows and give chocolate no. milk? How they, how they house it? How they transport yeah, it? Is yeah. there the, kind of the guy. sections Jeez. of like we got skim in the first third, we got two percent, and the whole milk in the back. <laughs> the guy at well, the uh, gas. You know they drop uh, off gas uh-huh. and they got some unleaded. Matt, Matt, sixty four. Matt,
5: Matt. Oh. The gas is not
4: arriving at the station directly from the <laughs> wellhead. Well, that's true. The crude <laughs> think... first goes to a refinery yeah, but... and is turned into a variety of blends
1: that are then oh. put in select tankers. So this thing came right from the farm. Apparently. <laughs> hooked her up. and <laughs> then, But see, that was my question, though. I thought it was uh, already processed. No. God, that processed. was a great day. And no, and I thought if it was whole <laughs> milk, sure. it might be thicker than <laughs> skim, which might be <laughs> icier. Yeah. I know it's on, I was not doing a bit. I know you can. weren't. We're aware. You would not. You're that, aware. That is God now regrets
2: coming in to do the yeah, show. That <laughs> that is also the saddest
0: statement that it wasn't a bit.
1: <laughs> you think I should? I should attack it from a different perspective. You thinking, oh. Brooke? Don's trying to help me out.
0: Brooke,
1: <laughs> Rook, <laughs> quit, right
5: quit right while you're Oh, all right. One more story, Jack, Uh In uh, Genoa yesterday, uh, they had that bridge uh, fall down. Oh. Part of it. Uh, what well, we have now, the death toll has risen to 39. According to fire officials in charge of the search and rescue, they pulled two more bodies from the wreckage this morning. Uh, If you missed it yesterday during a heavy rainstorm, the Mirandi Bridge in Genoa, Italy, crumbled, plunging 150 feet down onto a riverbed. Buildings and city streets below took dozens of vehicles and everyone inside them with it.
0: All right, Johnny, thank you very much for that. And um, we'll see you later on in the day. And we're going to be back in just a few moments. We've got Dave Dahl standing in the wings.
5: Hey folks, John Mann here to tell you about what, uh, what Dave Dahl does. I mean, he does he you what the weather's going to be tomorrow, but he, I mean, the thing is that he, he doesn't really know. I mean, he's got the big SkyMax radar, but he, he doesn't even know what SkyMax means. I mean, he doesn't know what it's going to be like tomorrow, and, and the next day, and, and, and then the next day he doesn't know what's going to happen, and then the next day, and, 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 and the pattern follows,
1: he still gets paid. You're going to miss that one, Dave, aren't you? I am going to miss that one. That's a good
0: one. Coach kind of leans on you just a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty
6: funny. <laughs> funny stuff. Uh, 86 out there right now, Don. We're heading for a high today of about 87. going to get maybe one more degree out of this day. Partly cloudy skies, just kind of hazy, not quite as humid as yesterday. Dew points right now in the lower 60s. Those dew points will drop a little bit more tonight, down to 63 for the actual overnight low. Partly cloudy, still comfortable tomorrow, 84 for the high. 88 on Friday as it starts to heat up. We'll stay there at 88 on Saturday, hot and a little bit more humid And then Sunday we have a chance of thunderstorms scattered, not a washout, 85 still for the high, but it does cool down early next week. Highs in the 70s then. Uh, Again, going for a high today, Don, of 87, and this is when we do our
0: records for the day. Yeah, what are the records for Wednesday, August 15th, or any other Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, it's going Wednesday. back in time. <laughs> it's
6: 103, and that was set back in 1936. Wow. And then 47 for uh, the record low, and that was in 1960. 1960. So, more proof of nothing. Yeah. Wow.
0: Do you know that we've known each other for 40 years, and I went back and uh, pulled some stuff off of uh, videotape yes. of you uh, in, uh, with the team when you just began
6: wow that was a long time ago and you I mean, what Finden do you
2: look like yes he looks the
0: exact yeah. same as he does today yeah. no, doesn't
6: he no i don't no yeah. i don't but that's kind of you to say that but, but i don't i've i you know my my kids say wow you know what? i used to wear the short shorts well speaking of basketball you, like we gross. did last hour gross, yeah. Dave. the short shorts <laughs> Yes. We all used to wear short shorts. Don, hey, don't
1: you don't look, ruin this tender yeah, moment. You know, I'm talking about your uh, short the, the shorts. The, the John
6: Stockton shorts. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, Don, but you look pretty dang good in those short
0: shorts.
2: <laughs> oh were they God. the kind of shorts, fellows where the doctor could check your pulse without having to yes. really do it again? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. Were, the the those referee those would go. just say, cough. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think those shorts are foul, <laughs> is what they are. You know, oh, Roy Finnan is still a daily listener.
6: What, what happened to this show? Yes, Roy Finnan. Yeah, I just got he, an email from him yesterday.
1: He did. He emailed me as well, expressing his um, not displeasure but sadness that uh, that the show was leaving. Because I know it, it entertained him every day as well.
6: Yep, for sure. Thank you, David. Thanks, guys. All, <laughs> All right. See
1: you Talk to you later, Dave. Yeah. Uh, let I, me ask you this: Are yeah. you retired for seven years? Yes. What are you
0: doing? Oh or, my do you, God! Do you miss it? Are, are you kidding? Uh, I was. I'm. I've tried to be brutally honest with myself. Yeah. And uh, retirement for me has just been a mess because uh, I was watching a documentary well, on, yeah, on you Gary Shandling. Well, that's it. But, but <laughs> right. the question is, though, Chris, why won't I stop working? Because you still have the drive, don't you? It Well, part of it is drive, but the other part, I think, is ego. That um, I was watching the, a doc on, on HBO about Gary Shandling, the late Gary Shandling, and he had written a note to himself, and it just said... That if you're if you're not a broadcasting you're nothing, hmm. and uh, that resonated with me because it was kind of the, the shot between the eyes that I needed to have because I've been kidding myself for a long time, but uh, I always said that uh, there is no bigger has been nobody in the world than somebody who used to be, who used to be a broadcaster, who used to be on radio who used to be on television. I've
1: already had those
0: thoughts going. This is what are you going This you know, is this is so, done. I'm no longer the rookie. This is And it just goes against everything that I've heard philosophically that you aren't what you do. You can't think of it that way. But I've been doing this since I'm 16. Yeah. And that is who I am. I am a person uh who was built to be a person Someone on television or radio. Right. I was built that way. And I, I feel often irrelevant. And so what I did, which is a mistake, I said yes to every nonprofit board that asked me to be a member. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. That's a, and a so lot time. 13 boards, oh, I'm boy. on 13 nonprofit boards and I go to every meeting. I chair one of them. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say a figure that the, but it it costs me and i'm on a right. fixed income right i'm retired. i know what you're saying okay it costs me $30,000 a year rook to volunteer for these organizations <laughs> yes. because you're on the board they tell you how much you must pay right. as a board member to this nonprofit organization so i'm not i'm not you need I, some general mills corporate board stuff that's what you need you know i'm not <laughs> i'm on zero corporate boards oh. and i i understand why right uh, because I pay pretty close attention. <laughs> right. Right, right. They don't want somebody <laughs> right, in there right. asking the kind of questions that an investigative reporter would ask. <laughs> right. So I understand why I'm not on there or why I'm not selected for juries or anything else. But the fact is, uh, I have so screwed up my retirement that uh, I, uh, who knows, I may turn up on somebody's uh, old man television <laughs> network if there <laughs> is one. I you could can do that. I could can do that. I could invent one. <laughs> yeah. After a break.
1: All right.
0: It's about time to say goodbye. I didn't want to leave everybody with the impression that my uh, retirement is terrible. I just finished 250 miles of the Yukon River with my daughter, Blasey, uh, in close to the shadow of the Arctic Circle. I just came back from Oregon. And the difference between Joe, the mayor, and, and me is that I, uh, I did hug a tree. I did hug a Redwood. Oh, no. Okay, I you're did. done. Get out of here. I did hug 1,500 a ESPN is KSTP St.
1: Paul, Minneapolis. Oh, how am I going to report this to Joe?